0: Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 456, Live Coaching with Colleen, The Challenges of Dating as a Solo Parent. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner. Welcome back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe a woman of value naturally attracts the respect she deserves in life and love. And if you're looking to build your confidence and show up more authentically in your life, I wrote a book just for you. It's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. It is filled with 30 tips, stories, and exercises to help you step more fully into your value and get that respect you deserve. It's available on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. And this week's tip from the book is... Step number 18, dare to think big. We often think small. I know I did for most of my life. I didn't dream big enough because I didn't think it was possible. And what I discovered through coaching and through becoming a coach and through living my life more fully is that as we think bigger, we step into a biggest, the biggest expression of ourselves, which is so important. So my challenge to you this week is to think about something that you are thinking small about. Maybe it's starting a new business. Maybe it's something to do with your relationship. Maybe you're not being vulnerable enough with people and you're just thinking small about the possibilities of the connections you have. Whatever it is, I challenge you to take one step towards thinking bigger, maybe 10% bigger than you thought before. And before I bring Colleen on, I want to invite you to join Your Last First Date. It is my fantastic Facebook group. We started it a few years ago. We are over 3,000 women strong with seven monitors who make sure with me to maintain this group uh, as a safe and sane place to come if you want to grow. On your quest to find your last first date. This is not a place to come and complain and make fun of men or talk about how horrible dating is. It's a positive space. And so if you're interested in positive growth, join your last first date. And now for my guest, Colleen, she has written in about the challenges of being a solo parent. And so Colleen, Welcome to the podcast and tell us a little bit about what challenges you face as a
1: solo parent who's trying to date. Uh, The challenges of being a solo parent and trying to date um, is is definitely my current current struggle, one of them. So I am a solo parent. I have three children. Uh, My son is 12 and two daughters who are 10 and eight, and they are with me every single night. They have a day visit with their dad every other weekend. And I work full time. So it's not a lot of time for me to have space for many things in my life, including dating. I very much find it a struggle to find time for balance. Uh, My job, caregiving for my children. And then I really feel a desire. I feel like I'm ready at this point in my life to find a stable relationship in my life and so and a partner I hope I hope that's what I would like and and I really just struggle to figure out how to do that it really is about balance and about feeling like I have enough time
0: yeah time balance well I think balance is fallacy when it comes to parenting and dating and life in general I think that work-life balance is is not what we can really achieve I think it's more about what what can you live with? What makes you feel that you're, you're having enough of what you need in your life? And so often when we look at that from that angle, we can see areas of opportunity for doing less of something, doing more of something else. So in your busy schedule, is there anything that you're doing currently
1: that you could delegate or stop doing? I feel like with actually going through COVID, I've started to do that more with my children and with others in my life. So for my children, they have, they're have they learning to be more independent by packing lunches and doing more chores in the house and even things like unloading the dishwasher, which they didn't do before. Uh, it's resulted in some broken dishes. <laughs> we're, we're making progress. Um, and uh, recently I asked a friend who I trust If she would be willing to spend some time every month with the children, so it would free me up um, to have some space. I don't have family where I currently live, and that makes it a challenge for me as well. I really feel strongly about having people around my children who I know well and who I trust. And so Mm. those are some areas where I feel like I've started to make changes but I'm also struggling with what do I do with that free time? Because it's, it's dating is one of the issues. But then there's all these other things in life, too, as a solo parent that, that need to get to the top of the list at times.
0: Yeah. So that's great that you. I was going to ask you if your kids help out enough, because that's often where parents don't require much of their kids. And then they're always just overwhelmed and feeling like they have to do it all. So I love mm-hmm. that COVID was the catalyst for that. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, to, there are some, some uh, silver linings here. And, and I love that you asked for help. Most people struggle with that too. So asking your friend um, if she could spend more time. So now it comes to, there's dating that you would do in your free time. What else did you want to
1: fill your free time with? A lot of my free time also needs to be spent with, the things in life that need to get done. So whether it's doing my taxes or you know, even household chores like folding laundry, which the kids are doing some of that, and then other household things. So I'm responsible for taking care of the house. So whether it's yard work or some home improvement projects, so those are some of the things that that jockey for position in my free time. I've been actually prioritizing dating more lately because I feel a strong pull to find a a stable partner, because I feel like that is one area in my life where my vision is that with a partnership, my family and myself, we can continue to have more support and grow, not necessarily instantaneously, but I know that that works better as having more support and more hands-on interactions um, in a a family. Yeah, I was
0: thinking as you were talking about some of these things that you take on yourself, that having a supportive Mm -hmm. partner would help so much in having it not all fall Mm -hmm. on your hands. Um, And even some of these chores like yard work, something the kids could help with um, taxes, do you hire somebody to do your taxes or you do everything yourself?
1: I don't, I do those myself. And for me, it is constantly thinking about time versus money Mm -hmm. Um, and part of my part of my journey to getting to this space was unfortunately going through a a fairly rocky divorce where um, finances were hit very hard and so being able to try and regroup in in a financial domain and always keeping in mind what are goals going forward um, with finance I'm often doing that cost benefit analysis of you know, what, what's more important right now, having more time or having more money.
0: Yeah. And just, I don't want to get too far into the weeds about how to get stuff done and how to to Mm -hmm. free up your time. But I do think that it's an important part of the conversation because it will free your time and your, your, not just your time, but your headspace for dating. Mm -hmm. Because if you're sitting there on a date thinking I have to get home and finish my taxes, it's not going to be really sexy. (laughs) That is true. <laughs> right? So, um, very true. What, what I want to encourage you to do is to think a little more creatively around hiring people. Because I mm-hmm. think, you know, a lot of times we think, oh, taxes, accountant, really expensive. Or we think yard work, hire somebody. Oh, that's going to cost me this much every month. And There are so many people, and I'll give you an example. Uh, There are people who can be hired to do things in another country. You know, there are people who are uh, freelancers who can do Mm -hmm. bookkeeping, accounting, all those kinds of things for like $5 an hour, believe it or not, like in the Philippines, and there are people, there are kids who you can hire to do a yard work, or you can do bartering, or you can have your kids do the the yard. You know, so it's it's there's so many ways. When I got divorced and I didn't have the financial means to travel, for example, I was sitting there going, "How can I make this work?" So that's the the can do attitude of how can I make this work? Because I had a daughter who had moved to Israel, and I wanted to be able to see her and my grandkids, but I didn't have thousands and thousands of dollars to be able to do that. And Mm -hmm. I was able to find all of these expired points to travel with. And I reached out for support and found out how to get my points back, what I had to do. And I figured it out. And now I am mm-hmm. able to travel and do things that I didn't think was, were possible. So I'm just, just want to put that out there. If you can think of even just in this conversation, one small step that would get you to take one of these chores off your chart, off your list, and to, mm-hmm. to think more creatively
1: about who could do one of these things for you. That's a great suggestion. Uh, and so that for me is, will be one of the things that frees up some of my time that I would prefer not to do.
0: Yeah. So that's great. Um, so, so a lot of times we think we don't have choice, like, oh, it's guy, I, I have to do it all. So I just want you to constantly be evaluating. What can I delegate? What, what do I have to do myself? And what can I take off the list altogether? Like, is it really mm-hmm. important for me to do this or can I stop being so careful about all the housework. Can I, can I let that go for a little bit? Am I going to be able to live with myself if I do that? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and getting your kids to do even more because that's what builds self-esteem is responsibility. You know, a lot of people feel like, oh, it's slave work, I'm making my kids work, my kids used to give me that line.
1: And, you know... My son says the same thing, slave right? labor. Slave he was, he labor. was quoting the Constitution the other day to me. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> a Smart kid, right? <laughs> He's smart, yes.
0: <laughs> so I know that, you know, years after my kids were really mad at me for making them do all these chores they came to me and said, you know, mom, I have friends who can't even turn the microwave on, who don't know how to do anything. Mm -hmm. They don't do laundry. They don't know how to take care of themselves. And while I used to be really mad at you, I appreciate you now because I have skills. And so these Mm -hmm. are life skills that you're teaching your kids. And so maybe even reframing them to say, when you leave the house, you will be able to do things your friends can't do. Think about how great you're going to feel. All right. So once you start doing the delegation more and the taking things off your list, and you'll have this free time, I encourage you to definitely date more. So, um, I mean, and you can you can date as often or as you know as frequently as you want. So if you say to a potential partner,
1: mm-hmm.
0: "I am a, a single mom. I'm a solo parent." And I really am prioritizing dating because that's important. Not to say I am so busy, but I'll slot you in on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the feeling that a lot of men will get if you lead with, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. I'm so busy. So Mm -hmm. I, I just encourage you to use the language that says dating is important to me and I am making it a priority and I have a full life. Does that work for you? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it does. And I, I very much lead with the fact that I am a solo parent. I feel like that's important information for dates to have. Um, I have gotten the feedback one time that, that I was potentially scaring someone off, but the, the man's like, I thought you were trying to scare me away. And I'm like, no, I was just trying to be very transparent. That I, my my free time is limited, and and perhaps that is, um, that was good feedback for me because I had no idea that that was how he, was hearing my expression. So.
0: Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say. It's it's how you say it. So yes, definitely disclose you're a solo parent, and let men know mm-hmm. I am looking for a relationship. So I would lead with that. Mm-hmm. I am really prioritizing dating. I am looking for a relationship and I'm a solo parent. So my time is limited, but this is a priority. There's a big difference between saying, hey, listen, I'm a solo parent. I may not have a lot of time, but I'm interested in dating. So lead with the positive. Mm -hmm. Lead with, I will make you a priority. If if things work out, I am going to put Mm -hmm. effort into dating.
1: I like that, to make it clear that I will make it. Him and dating a priority if things seem to be progressing. Thank you. Yeah, Sam. yeah, it's very helpful.
0: Good. So, um, so tell me a little bit about your dating experience. How long have you been
1: divorced,
0: and what's your dating experience since sure. your divorce?
1: So, I've been separated since two thousand and fifteen, divorced since two thousand and sixteen, and then started dating. In 2019, so it took several years really to re- reorient my life and the lives of our uh, of our our family. Essentially, <clears throat> I went from being a stay-at-home mom to going back to work full-time um, and making a whole lot of changes where childcare was concerned, as well. And then with dating, I really started with baby steps, and so um, online dating is what is easier for me to access. And so that's where I spend most of my efforts to as, as far as opening doors or dating is concerned.
0: So that's a, that's a lot of change in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. being a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. And so the, in the three years since your divorce, you were making all these changes. Tell us a little bit about what happened in those three years to get you ready to go back to dating.
1: What comes to mind most really was I was in survival mode for a very long time. It really was, what do I need to do today to, to make sure uh, every, everything's taken care of? My needs, our, my children's needs, learning what I need to learn at work, uh, and, and how to make the workings of our family as manageable as possible for all of us. And so it was. It was. I, I never had felt more present, focused in my life. There wasn't a lot of looking forward. It really was. Okay, this is today. What do I need to do? And what do I need to cast off to the side? And so I learned uh, over and over that I needed to continue to cast off more to the side. And it sounds like from the beginning of what we talked about today, that still is the case. And so I feel like that's a <laughs> a, a concept and a, a that I constantly am going to have to revisit is what else do I need to um, kind of push off to the side? I, I call myself, I, I, the vision for me is often a juggler. How many balls can I hold up? Um, and I know that many of them I cannot. And so for me, that was really a struggle of how, how can I focus on all of these things? And the fact is I can't. Um, and I, I, I know that, I've learned that, and I continue to learn that. And so really focusing on what's what's the priority for my family and making sure we are safe and taken care of and then doing well at work. And so it's, it's, it's been a trajectory of really just doing survival mode. Every day is we're fed, we're clothed, um, everybody's okay and healthy to now can I potentially think about having a phone call with someone that's not interrupted countless times and, and things like that. So it really was iterations of adding more things into our lives as far as support and interaction with others, because really it was for a long time that that was not manageable for me. It really was just day-to-day, getting everybody where they needed to go and taking care of the basic needs for our family.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it was really challenging and look where you are today. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. pretty amazing, right? Like to go from mm-hmm. surviving to getting where you are to being ready to welcome a new partner mm-hmm. into your life.
1: It is. It's been quite a journey and I've learned so much about myself and what I'm capable of and I'm still learning those things. Yeah. And even with your start uh, of the tip from the book of, of dream big, I feel like that's something I really have been thinking about lately um, is you know what, what are my dreams and what do I want to accomplish and not constantly having to think about you know being mom and being, you know, at my job and doing my job, but what works for what feeds me again, being able to get back to thinking about that. And that includes dating.
0: Yeah. So let's let's go to what your dreams are in terms of
1: dating. What would that look like? It's a good question. What it looks like to me is someone who is a partner who is stable, a partner who can support me just as much as I can support him. I tend to be, I am a giver and I go into that mode very naturally. I am not as good at letting someone support me. And so that's an area where I keep working to improve. And so having a partner who I can express that to and then also who can be supportive for me, I think is going to be huge in my life and then someone who is who can i i can have fun with i can laugh with who i connect with emotionally and intellectually and spiritually someone who believes in god that is definitely important to me and a person who is within a a fairly close vicinity so um on dating apps i've been if folks say that they are an hour away or more that's not someone that i am opting in to getting to know At this point in time because I feel like with my schedule and the schedule that my children have that would be a significant barrier.
0: So this is a really beautiful picture of a a very stable partnership and knowing Mm -hmm. what you can and what what you were what, what sort of your um default areas are. Like what you've struggled with in the past is really important. Being able to express, I could use your support. I need your help. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How good are you at doing that when you're on dates now?
1: Not good. This is an area where I struggle. And this is, I know this is partly something that has come from my family. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a big family and um, I was on the younger end and that's just—I feel like I had to just kind of do what I what needed to be done, um, and take what came my way. And lately, that's been an area that I've been dreaming bigger and saying, you know, I I can create my vision and I can work towards that vision. And that includes being able to speak up and ask, and knowing that most of the time, the worst that can happen is that the answer is no. Yes. But getting comfortable asking, yeah, because many times it would come up to ask and I just wouldn't do it. And also knowing that I've been disappointed, not just in dating relationships, but also in other sorts of relationships where folks have said they'll follow through and then they don't. And so my tendency is to do it myself more than depending on people who may not be dependable.
0: This episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. Whenever I cook, I love listening to music from the seventies, like the Grateful Dead and Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and my favorite, Joni Mitchell. With Amazon Music Unlimited, I can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations. And you can now stream your favorite podcasts, like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any device, whether it's your smartphone or tablet, your PC or your Mac, Fire TV, and any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. You will never hear or see an ad, and you can even download songs and podcasts and playlists to listen to offline. Now, for a limited time, you can get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 90 days. Just head on over to Get Amazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to claim this offer. So yep. we're back at doing everything yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. we're, we, yes. keep coming, yep. we keep coming, we keep circling back to I have to do it all. Yes. So this And I is know a, I don't, yes, but yes, so It is intellectually a theme. you know this and and yes, coming from our family of origin is always where this starts and having Mm -hmm. repeated experiences with people who, who aren't there for us. And so what I want to offer here, and this is what I've, what I've learned is we often ask the wrong people for help, or we ask for help in a Mm -hmm. way in the wrong way. So there's, there's two ways to look at this. So when you ask the wrong person, a person who's not giving a person who is, selfish, who has shown you over and over that they are really not giving people they love to take from you because you've allowed it, then it's going to keep repeating, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're just not going to do it because that's not the relationship mm-hmm. that you've had with them. However, if you are mm-hmm. learning to be more discerning, if you are not giving endlessly without boundaries if you are more careful about who you open your heart, your pocketbook, your everything to, then you start to see, oh, this person isn't just a taker because I'm not just giving endlessly, then it's less vulnerable to ask for help. And it's also important to ask in the right way. And so asking in the right way could look like, can I ask you for a favor? Um, but it's really uncomfortable for me. I'm not used to asking for help. Mm -hmm. So right away, you're showing your vulnerability. You're letting a person know it's hard for me to ask. Mm -hmm. And that opens a space right away for the right people to say, of course, of course, let me tell me what you need. And then you see, is this Mm -hmm. person able, like how clear am I about what I need? Also, like, you know, being super clear this is what I need. This is when I need it. Is this something you can do? And sometimes it's mm-hmm. just, no, I can't do it by that time frame, but I can do it at this time. Does that work for you? And now you're having a conversation instead of,
1: oh my God, I can't trust anybody. I feel like for me, I, I definitely have evolved with asking. I feel like going through uh, divorce and separation, I had little choice, but to depend on other people at times but I I still do a lot myself for Mm -hmm. sure I feel like asking in the wrong way I probably do more often and it's always somewhere in the message is um it's okay if you can't like that's always to me in the message Mm -hmm. when I do ask someone yeah it's okay if you can't do that you know giving someone the out can you not do me a
0: favor can you not meet me (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're basically telling them you don't expect them to say yes and it's it's a self-protective thing you know if it's, right. if it's not a good but you you're seeing now like not giving people the out right away gives them the in
1: i feel like sandy to be honest with you i feel like i've i have so many right people in some ways in my life who have offered and i know when i was really struggling people would say and they were so kind uh, repeatedly the message was what can i do mm-hmm. and for me that was that was overwhelming because Mm -hmm. I couldn't, the the harder part for me at at the time when I was really in survival mode was, well, there are a million things, you know, I couldn't think of just one. And so I'm like, I don't know, I'll get back to you, but then wouldn't get back to them. So really people were saying, what can I do to help you? And then I would, you know, for me, it was just come. I literally, that was my message. Just come over there. I can put you to work. So that really, um, and again, it could have been more specific than that, but that for me was was new, was people really saying to me, I see you have all of these needs, what can I do to help? So it was very open. And for me, that was almost anxiety provoking as I don't even know like where to start to tell you because I'm so wrapped up in all of this. Um, and so now I feel like I, I am not as much in survival mode and I, I can ask people more. I'm just not, it's not comfortable for me to do it. And still I push myself at times. And other times I know that I just need to continue to do it and hope that I continue to feel more comfortable. And that has happened. Um, But I know I still need to grow in that area.
0: I want to give you a lot of credit for saying, just come over. Because a lot of people would say, I -hmm. don't know, and then never get back to them because it feels vulnerable. And if they really knew me, then they would, they would know what to do. A lot of people have that Mm -hmm. idea, like, they should just know, or they should just show up at my house, right? And mm-hmm. very few people do that. They feel they're imposing or they don't know. And so getting comfortable with, first of all, knowing your needs. With your family background of growing up, taking what came your way, your needs were probably not even identified for most of your life because your needs didn't matter so much. It was you mm-hmm. trying to fit in and not make too much of a, of a, of a chaotic mess to add to the rest of the chaotic mm-hmm. mess. And so mm-hmm. so knowing what am I feeling, what am I needing? This is one of the first steps I take women through in coaching because we don't
1: know. That's definitely true. And I remember somebody said something to me and this again ties into what we're talking about with dreams and to think bigger. At some point I was having a conversation with someone and something had to change and that person said to me, so you had to change your dream, right? Mm. And for me that just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was just like, no, I didn't have to change my dream. I hadn't even given myself permission to dream. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that just, it washed over me in, in such a powerful way. It's like, a, no, I have never even, like, I don't even know what my dreams are. And so that's since then, and this was years ago, uh, I still keep coming back to that as what are my dreams? Go ahead, give yourself permission, dream. So, cause I feel like that came from what you talked about with growing up in a family where nobody asked me. It wasn't a question of, what would you like to do, Colleen, in your life? You, yeah. it, you just kind of went through the motions of, you know, we're all, we're all moving forward as a family unit. And so yeah. that, for me, still is something that I need to continue to give myself permission to do, is to dream. And that includes with dating. Yeah. Is, you know, what can I, even if, uh, first, of all, allow myself to dream, and secondly, allow myself to believe it. Yeah. Because so, that, I, 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 yeah, and I can't say that I, that I believe it at this point in time, Sandy, that I, I believe that that vision I told you about exists. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where I'm at at this moment.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for sharing all of that. That's really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think the more you express things like you just did with me, the more you are going to find it. Because mm-hmm. you're in the speaking of it, and, I, and I, it all connects back to your needs. So instead of thinking of it as a dream, maybe think of it as my needs, having my needs met. What are my needs and what needs of mine have not been met in the past? So let's, mm-hmm. let's start there. What's one of your needs that had that not been met in your marriage?
1: The need for support mm-hmm. almost all, all around was not met in my marriage. like having my spouse support me as a person, me in as a mother. Um, for example, at one at at some points in time, I would be able to sneak away and and do like a girl's you know coffee or evening uh, where I got together with girlfriends. and that entire time it was kind of my um, my former spouse would be calling or texting saying, when are you coming home? When are you coming home? You know, I can't get the kids to bed. So feeling like I never could break away and have even you know, a couple of hours
0: mm-hmm. to
1: not be <laughs> gnawed at, um, to come home and, and do the thing that somebody else wanted me to do.
0: So he depended on you for all the childcare?
1: Among other things, yes.
0: And there was a part of you that thought, that's just my job. I have to do all these things. I have to pull my weight. I have to make it all happen. Mm -hmm. So based on the conversation we're having now, where you're seeing that you have to ask for help from the right people in the right way, how
1: real does the dream of having support feel? It it is real. First of all, I believe that it's real. It's a matter of me taking steps towards it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you picked the wrong partner for the right reasons mm-hmm. at the time. because um, we do yes. we do the best we can with the tools we have and and it makes sense. We need mm-hmm. partners sometimes to help us learn really hard lessons and learn what we never want to repeat. I, and and the support. I mean, this is this is like the theme of of this this conversation today is Yes. Get it more is. support, right? So we're talking about dating mm-hmm. as a solo parent and it's really about feeling supported as a
1: person. In, yeah. In all parts of my life. Yeah. And so I think the
0: more you can get comfortable asking for support from other people in your life. And so respect is woven into this too. People who respect you mm-hmm. want to do things for you and you want to do things for them. And so in a, in a good partnership, Everybody respects each other. Everybody's responsible for each other. And you have to really have that mindset that I'm looking for mutual respect, mutual support, mutual trust, right? We we give to each other and I don't carry this heavy load myself. Absolutely. Let's pause here for a moment and tell me what you're taking away from our conversation
1: so far. What I'm taking away is several things. One, to know my needs specifically. And then to work on asking the right people in the right way for help. And continuing to figure out how to get support in my life. uh, What I can have other people do and what I need to do myself knowing that I have a tendency to take on more than I need to, then it's healthy for me to be able to have space to do other things like including dating, which I want to prioritize. And, and speaking that also to, to men that I do meet is being able to be clear upfront that I am a solo parent, but it is a priority for, my, for me to find a relationship and that I will make time for that person in my life. Great. Good recap. So how does that feel? Just
0: laying it out there like that?
1: It feels good to do that. Um, I also feel like I'm, my wheels are turning to, so what's, what do I do next? (laughs) So that's just, I just, I will, I will sit with that and process about what steps do I need to take to get more support and what feels good in that. And that's part of what I know I need and taking those steps it has to feel comfortable, especially where my children are concerned.
0: Knowing that your kids are taken care of, knowing that you're going to be more clear about your needs and working on delegating more, not taking on everything, even getting rid of some things on your list that are not at the top prior- mm-hmm. of priority. And that creates that space. So I see like the space opening up in your life that has dating written on it. And, um, and, and the, the next part is really about not just expressing to men that, that dating is a priority, but also being so super clear about what you want and need in a relationship. So knowing your needs in general helps you to dream bigger about life. Knowing your needs in a relationship is what helps you to hone in and waste less time in the dating process because you don't have time you don't have endless time and you Mm -hmm. want to make this like super focused, I would say one of your next steps then is to be a hundred percent clear of the five things that you have to have in a relationship in order for it to work for you and to quickly move through the men who don't have those things, who are missing one -hmm. of the most important things. And we don't have time to go into must-haves and deal breakers today, but I'm going to give you that as homework on top Mm -hmm. of like trying to carve out the space by delegating, but also really getting clarity and focus about your dating and the way to do it is to look at what makes you feel safe in a relationship and safe financially, safe emotionally, safe sexually, and then write down who does he need to be for me to feel this way, this way. Emotionally, he needs to be a good communicator. Financially, he needs to be financially responsible. Sexually, he needs to be respectful. You know, So really thinking in mm-hmm. terms of safety and support for you. Support is huge. How can I feel supported in a relationship? He needs to be this for me to feel that. And mm-hmm. that will give you the clarity and the focus so that when you're seeing profiles and you see men who are not really seriously dating, who are looking for something casual, you're not even going to contact those men. And you're you're mm-hmm. only going to contact the ones that look like they have, you know, at least three things on your must-have list. And then you're going to explore by being a really clear communicator, by saying, you know, expressing also some of these amazing things that you have accomplished in the last few years. That's your superpower. This is what makes mm-hmm. you an incredible partner. I am able to you know, work through all these things and I'm working on being more vulnerable and asking for help. And that vulnerable side of you is going to be what is going to be the most appealing thing to a man who could be your perfect partner.
1: It's exciting to think about.
0: Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So will you take this homework on? I will.
1: I will. Okay, so just repeat back. Your homework is? To continue to delegate and then to write down um, my five must-haves in a relationship. And then when I'm looking for, whether on, let's say, online dating profiles, really someone has to have at least three of those. Um, And getting very clear about what it it would look like um, for someone to be... Stable financially, emotionally, sexually in those areas and allowing myself to be open and vulnerable and just being myself and also, you know, keeping in mind that those are my focuses and letting the other ball, the other folks drop away, be very focused. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> I mean it's so clear. Thank you, you Sandy. But yeah, you're welcome. And it it's like, you know, we can easily, just like you had all these balls in the air, it's easily easy to see dating as one more ball, as as like another burden, mm-hmm. another thing on your to-do list. But when you really clarify it as it will add value to your life, the right person will support you, the right person will make your life easier, not harder. So that's a to-do list item that is really important when you look at it in the right way.
1: I agree completely.
0: Yeah. So it's good to hear you getting excited about dating and creating that space. And I am excited to hear what happens next. So will you keep me posted?
1: I will definitely keep you
0: posted awesome well thank you Colleen this has been a great conversation I know it will help so many women who are overwhelmed whether they are a solo parent or sharing parenting with with a spouse it's it's a hard thing to do to to date with children or with other priorities like some people who are listening have an aging parent to deal with Others have other things pulling at them, a, a job that's taking up all their time. And when you can break it down and look at how to create that space for dating and finding a true partner, it just makes the whole process more joyous and more doable. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see your big dream come true. And um, and I can't wait to hear back from
1: you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I
0: appreciate it so much, Sandy thanks everybody for listening today if you love our show please rate and review us it really helps and we hope you go on your last first date very soon